Mazel Tov, Doc Hello, and welcome to the Documenteers Podcast. I'm the main Minch, Bob Sham, and each week myself and another documentary enthusiast discuss a different documentary each week, and this week things are pretty damn casual as we discuss the Festival of Lights. Joining me is another new voice to help me out. Sharon sits with me as we discuss the meanings and history of the other December celebration, Hanukkah. With an educational documentary that dropped on PBS last year, PBS comes through when you need specific, informative holiday documentaries. I'm editing a lot of these December episodes when I'm not feeling very good. I hope I sound okay. But for this episode, Sharon and I discuss the documentary special, Hanukkah, A Festival of Delights by David Anton. And I think this episode might be fairly light for us. Meaning it's technically a clean episode, if I recall correctly. We do make references to marijuana and hallucinogens. But otherwise, I'm trying to recall if I say any curse words, maybe test it out first. Either way, not as crude as the usual Documenteers episode. Keeping it breezy this Hanukkah for the kids. Next week, things get foul again, I'm sure. As Angela joins me with a documentary she picked out that I haven't watched yet. As I am recording this, and I think she might be trying to troll me with it because it would appear to be about Christmas music. It's called Jingle Bell Rocks by, and it's directed by Mitchell Kazin. But I noticed that it features John Waters and Wayne Coyne from the Flaming Lips in it, so maybe there's something there for me. I'll definitely curse more in that episode, so join us in the Christmas fun for all that next week, right here on The Documenteers. Brief clips for this Hanukkah episode. We play a Hanukkah parody cover of an Adel song sung by Ash Sular and a bit of that song Scatman by that Scatman John guy. You remember that song, right? We will remind you. Then it will be in your head forever. And we play the Hanukkah Harry song from the classic SNL skit. There was a bit of fuzz and a big part of the background of this episode. Not sure why. I swear I had the noise gate turned on, but we have bad music in this episode, so hopefully it covers it. Dogbeaterspodcast.com for more information on us and how to contact us. Five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts makes a great Hanukkah gift and helps us out tremendously. Get your whole family in on it. Get your bubby to write a review saying what a nice Gentile boy I am. Documentary love covers all creeds and kinds. Again, March is Listener Request Month. We want recommendations for full-length episodes and shorties. One 30 for 30 recommendation will be nice. There's plenty we haven't gotten to yet. I'll probably be drawing these recommendations from a hat. Let's get into the Jewish family fun now. Fry pulakas. Are you an applesauce family or a sour cream family? Do you mix the applesauce and the sour cream together? That's gross. Either way, keep on docking. Here is a motion picture film. A thousand feet. 16,000 separate photographs. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. I tried to look the guy up a little like I guess he's also like a musician and some oh, yeah? like um 
probably like little bands and stuff like that. He'll probably do like weddings or bar mitzvahs. Sure. (laughs) Seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Sharon, you're very new to the show. Yes. As in, this is your first time ever. Yes. Go go easy on me. I would like a a, a yearly, well, you go easy on me. (laughs) Because I'm wading into stuff I'm learning about. And I did learn from this documentary. I did learn some very interesting things. Mm -hmm. But off the top, I have lately, not to brag, I'm a whole whopping 1% Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi. (laughs) (laughs) Which I found out like a year or two ago, I guess. Yeah. But the thing is... I'm I'm one of those non-religious Gentile types, mm-hmm. you know. Kind of tried that Christianity thing as a young person. Met some good people in it, but ultimately not for me <laughs> in a lot of ways and the way it's being handled. Yeah. The evangelical scene, not my scene. Pretty big here. Yeah, fairly big and yeah. all throughout the Midwest as well. But I've been fascinated with Hanukkah because I'm not a big Christmas guy. Mm-hmm. For a myriad of reasons, I'm just like... I'm a big fan of Thanksgiving, and then as we go into Christmas, I'm like, I'm just done. Yeah, yeah. I just want to, like, once it gets here, I'm like, fine. Yeah. I'll deal with it. It's nice. But I've always looked at Hanukkah like, hmm, Hanukkah, it seems like it could be a nice buffer, right? Yeah. A night, I, I want Hanukkah to explode. Mm-hmm. And, and and in this in this movie that we're talking about, Hanukkah, a festival of delights, which is going to be extremely hard to find. I don't know if this is going to pop up. Direct communication here. Look, we're going places here on the documentaries. Right. We're getting the inside track. <laughs> but this is spelled uh, D-Lights, lowercase D-E, and then capital L-I-G-H-T-S. So I grew up an Ashkenazi Jew from a bedroom community outside New York City. You grew up in Yonkers, right? No, no. Close to Yonkers. I do have a Yonkers accent, but it, like right on the border. Oh, okay. Of yeah. North Jersey and so uh, right. really quick to get over to Yonkers. I do have family in Yonkers. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, so like this documentary actually really resonated with me. Like definitely familiar with like everything that was talked about and the families involved in the documentary the actors and everything just kind of really hit home yeah did you tear <laughs> up a little bit did you think about your bubby happy hanukkah so happy that you're in bubby's house well i good time so i don't call her bubby right it's just mom mom but Mama. um she uh i don't know if i've ever actually made lockers with her hmm. but um it definitely it brought back a lot of good memories where I grew up was um, very Italian Catholic, Irish Catholic, um, mm. and then the Jewish community. So mm. it was kind of split. But in the schools, they always had a huge Christmas tree. And behind the Christmas tree, you can find a tiny like Hanukkah, which is the menorah. Right. So it was always hiding. <laughs> always in. being covered up. Yeah, exactly. And Hanukkah definitely always <laughs> seems to be like, oh, yeah, don't forget that this exists as well. Yeah. It was definitely like, you know, oh, you guys celebrate a holiday? You know. We we record these. We have to record <laughs> these in advance. We got to get in a Hanukkah brain right now, even though uh, behind the scenes tips, it's November. But yes. but uh, it just seems like, man, we should I should have planned it a little better. We should have a plate of latkes. I have a little menorah that comes out every year that we just found somewhere. <laughs> we tack on ourselves. But God... God. Hmm. Yay or nay? Um, well, 
I grew up secular, meaning, you know, non-religious, um, but cultural. Sure. So um, I was always told that I can question the existence of God and um, I can understand everyone's faith in like a supreme being, um, but myself, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most fascinating thing about at least modern American Judaism to mm -hmm. me. And maybe it's just because the Jewish religion is just so old mm -hmm. and other religions are going to like Christianity and Islam will take a little more time to catch up to those kind of ways of thinking, but yeah. more so what the Jewish religion has accomplished in the modern context of culture is finding that cultural relevance without being necessarily literalizing mm -hmm. in a lot of the religious aspects. Right. I mean, there obviously there's Orthodox sects and there right. are people who go hardcore, right. but it just seems like culturally the Jewish religion has accomplished this through line without being so, you know, preachy, I guess, yeah. for lack of a better word. And I know like Christians that are kind of like that too. If you mm -hmm. look at like they, the kind of Christians that are like, yeah, I, I believe in this because I grew up with it, but I'll never go to church again. Right, right. But it's not, it just seems more dominant in modern Jewish culture. Like they've really figured that out yeah. in a way other religions are working on, it seems like. I mean, I think a lot of it has to deal with um, all the times they've tried to, you know, eradicate a whole group right. of people. So like, you know, back with the pogroms and in Russia and I think um, just through and the Spanish Inquisition, you know, mm -hmm. they pretty much we were just like a group of people that just kept moving. And I think we're forced to always question existence and question, OK, well, what is the meaning behind this? And is there a God? And if there was a God, you know, why are we put through all this? So. Con a constant need to adapt for the sake of survival. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Hinduism has any kind of like a cultural through line like that. It's also very ancient. And it, it goes in a lot of directions. Oh, I wonder yeah. if there if there's people who I'm sure there's plenty of Hindus, whatever their sect is, that kind of practices it but doesn't literalize it like any yeah. elephant. I mean, I don't know. That's yeah, like the I'm religion sure. I probably know the least about. Yeah. I've tried to read um a lot on Hinduism studying yoga. Um, and I kind of came to a mixture of like Buddhism and Hinduism. And there's also a lot of similarities, I think, with Judaism and um, Hinduism is Eastern like mango. Religions. Like you want to get into it and you're just like, oh, there's like 40 <laughs> volumes of this. OK, too much. <laughs> <laughs> the time Hanukkah, a festival of delights. As I was saying earlier, I feel like I want Hanukkah to be a good buffer. I'm not a religious guy. I'm not. I don't have enough genetic. <laughs> the 1%. <laughs> yeah. The 1% was actually circumcised off of me. And, uh, <laughs> but I thought like, man, what if, because Hanukkah did adapt in a special way in America, as we yeah. learn here. Yeah. And it kind of gave me some hope. Like, what can we do yeah. with Hanukkah? How can a lot of Jewish people are forced to kind of culturally participate in Christmas. Mm -hmm. Right. Because a lot of, because even people who don't believe in God in America are, right. that's kind of why I'm resentful of Christmas so much. Because yeah. it's like, it's, it's inescapable. Right. And everyone just always says, oh, Merry Christmas. You know, there's never any like, yeah. oh, you know, Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. You know, that's really rare unless you're, you know, in the Jewish community. Like so. Easter is pretty easy to avoid if you're not a religious person. Yeah. But Christmas is just still yeah. there. And it's there. And everything shuts down here. Like yeah. you can't do anything. But what if? Hanukkah, we just 
go hard in it, right? Yeah. And we like really commercialize it, really yeah. get it out there. <laughs> you got eight nights here? Yeah. That's eight nights apart. I think Adam Sandler tried to do that. He tried. He tried. Man, if Adam couldn't do it, what hope do I have? <laughs> but like uh, like night one, what do you do on night one? What is night one? So, I mean, it starts with, I, I remember always running home and really excited for Hanukkah. And um, my dad would already be getting the latkes ready. So a lot of like chopping onions and potatoes and making fresh like homemade applesauce and just getting ready to light the candles that sounds great yeah it's it's did you do the prayers the readings oh yeah yeah i mean we only did the prayer uh we didn't sell like do any readings because you don't have to go to you know synagogue on hanukkah yeah and i think they'd also talked about in the film like there was always parties usually at a synagogue or at a Jewish community center that you partake in. And that usually happened around like um, either the first day of Hanukkah or somewhere in the middle. I'm loving the latkes. Potato pancakes, those sound great. It's all about, you know, frying food. Let's add one thing to that <laughs> night yeah. to appeal to the secularists exactly. out there. It's all about the oil. Uh, and karaoke. The Let's add Car- karaoke night That'd be one. Fun. Good family karaoke yeah. fun. Bring some friends yeah. over. Well, and there's gambling also. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. With, like, the chocolate coins? Yeah. You can make it real if you want. <laughs> uh, that's only something we would do when we were kids, like, uh, play cards with candy and cereal. Yeah. And night two. What do you do night two? Um, the same thing. Yeah. St- but also, you start getting gifts on the first night, so you get eight nights of gifts. Hmm. And you probably eat more latkes. Uh, the few Jewish kids I knew growing up would be like, yeah, we'd get a fucking pencil. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say probably Jewish families don't go all out like, you know, families who celebrate Christmas where mm-hmm. they get these really big gifts. I think um, I think that's okay, though. Yeah. There's too much of that. It, modest. Yeah. Like, I remember, you know, one night my mom would give me a book and one night my mom would give me um, a sketchbook with some colored pencils also because I come from a family of artists. So That's a pretty good gift. Yeah, things like that. Um, sometimes they do like a big gift for my brothers and I together. So one year, probably like 1987, we got Nintendo, you know, and that would be, that was it. So then we'd only get like small gifts. And a secular suggestion for night two to get everyone in on it. Pony rides. Whoa. Yeah. Or baby elephant rides. If you can (laughs) splurge for the money. Although that always makes me sad to see people riding elephants, but we'll get into the, what our suggestions for the other nights to help secularize this. And buffer this from Christmas, distract, <laughs> and then my goal is this: that Hanukkah pops off so hard that yeah. everyone wants to get in on it. And by the time Christmas gets here, everyone's just too tired to argue. Right. Everyone's just they're done. <laughs> uh, Hanukkah. Now we're actually getting into the actual movie. Hanukkah, a festival of delights by David Anton. We see Mr. Shatner. He explains about the oil thing. The eight <laughs> nights. Yeah, it should have been yeah. one night. Should have been one night. It was eight. Yeah, crazy it, it took us all by surprise. And there's some quotes from God, uh, where that time he said, "Let there be light." Pretty right. A classic. Right. I didn't know this, but a lot of the ways that Hanukkah is celebrated, there is a, a uniquely American filter to that, which yeah. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. It has been celebrated for a long time, but it just was kind of small compared to yeah. other the other holidays. Right. It seems like, and people admit in this film, and we talk to actors, William Shatner's the most obvious. Right. Lainey Kazan. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
who I don't know much about her. The old footage, mm. I was like, wow, she's yeah. smoking. She's yeah, I didn't, I didn't know much about her. I mean, I've heard of, what was it, the Mike Douglas show or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, some I also asked my parents, and they were like, who? But <laughs> <laughs> And some authors. There was uh, a professor of Jewish studies from mm. Rowan, and then um, the author of My Jewish Year, but and th- then some rabbis. But they were talking about how accessible Hanukkah is, how yeah. It's, yeah. it's something you can do that isn't too complicated. Yeah. Like Yom Kippur, what do you do on Yom Kippur? Well, you have to, you fast. It's our day of atonement. So you fast all day and then you fast from the night before and then you break it with a celebration kind of, but it's not, it's a, it's a very like solemn, you know, day. Yeah. 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 So, but Hanukkah is a little more lighthearted. Yeah. There's, uh, I saw something recently and it was like, you know, what holidays do you fast on? And so, cause there's a lot of holidays like in Judaism that are, um, just solemn holidays and then sure. so you have hanukkah which is fun purim which is fun and the new year i the other holiday i guess sukkot's kind of fun too <laughs> now uh we get a little history on it uh maybe correct me here i was mm-hmm. kind of taking notes but kind yeah. of wanted to focus on it at the same time there were uh jewish tribes that were down with the assyrian government and right. some that weren't right and there was a temple Mm-hmm. Was this in Assyria? Right, Assyria. Well, it was in Judea. Judea. So, I mean, it's all, you know, the same land. Is that what where Syria is now? Um, no, I, I think it's where Jerusalem. Oh, okay. I think it's that area, but I could be wrong too. I mean, I, this was a refresher course for me as well. Well, the temple there fell. Yeah. And then this group, this militant group called the Maccabees was like, oh no, right. we got to do this. And... It seemed like they were greatly outnumbered. Right. Their resources were very limited. Mm. And yet somehow they managed to reestablish this temple yeah. and fend off the... What, what was the army that was coming after the Mac? So Antiochus was the their leader. Right. Um, but it was the... Um, I don't know if I can pronounce... Antiochus. Antiochus. Have you ever been to Antioch, Tennessee? <laughs> I have actually just driving through. But sure. Yeah. <laughs> A little crowded, but... <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> It's where we push our poverty. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Actually, there's I heard there's some really good um, food there. Oh, shit, yeah, too. for sure. No I doubt. haven't really ventured there too much. but We got to check it out. Yeah. But Antiochus. Yeah, Antiochus. So big bad guy, you know, basically trying to convert, I guess, you know, Hellenize all the Jewish people. And so you have a militia of the Maccabees, right? And they're saying, no, no, we got to stick to our roots. What is it? What do you? What does it mean to Hellenize them? Is that like a to convert yeah, to Christianity? Right, right. Okay. So that's what I think was always going on through time, pretty much. Sure. So yeah, and that was my uh, take on it. And growing up, you're really taught to celebrate the Maccabees and how amazing they were. And I never thought about it like Jew versus Jew. You know, I never yeah, yeah. thought about it like that. Yeah, but, interesting. Yeah. Which is something that I, that I learned from it. Yeah. Um, and so the oil, it appeared, there was only enough for one night. Yeah. And, and then, so, to quote Adam Sandler. Eight crazy nights. <laughs> did eight you crazy watch, nights. Did you watch that video yeah. I sent you of the Adele parody? <laughs> There's a fire burning with a spark. Candles are all lit up and it's bringing me out the dark. Finally, I can eat some deep fried food. Go ahead and make some latkes cause I'm in the mood. That was that was pretty uh, pretty right on. <laughs> it's a time when we celebrate the Jews. Don't undo 
little corny, but I couldn't resist it. The guitar solo? I've watched it like five times yeah. already. Yeah, that was actually very informative, though. I was like, oh, man, really? Because, I mean, you know, how old was I when I learned about all this in he the few years of Hebrew school I went to? Yeah. You know, I was probably like eight years old, so it's been a long time. Speaking of Hebrew school, we all kind of go to Hebrew school for a little bit in this film. I heard that the meaning of Hanukkah was only a military victory. Is that really what it's all about? I like the kids sitting. <laughs> Rabbi... What's up with the military aspect of all this? <laughs> well, it certainly started out that way. Um, the odds were so much in favor of the enemy that the Jewish people were surprised themselves that they were able to secure victory. But when the rabbis were leading the Jewish people, it was a tough time for the Jewish people. But then we get some other stories, one uh, about Hanukkah in a concentration camp yeah. and where the some prisoners smuggled butter, potato, and thread, and made a little homemade menorah. Mm -hmm. And I, when, and I actually had this thought when the rabbi told the story of the prisoner being like, "Hey, this is nice and all, but like we kind of maybe need food." Right, right. I kind of, I kind of get that. Right. <laughs> but like, he, why are you burning our food? Yeah. <laughs> and the other guy's like, "But we need hope." That's what the rabbi yeah. said. Which yeah. I get. I don't know. Yeah. You need food in a concentration camp. Well, it's like without the hope and faith. You know, yeah. what is there? Food's still pretty good, though. Food's still pretty good. <laughs> and yeah, I, but, you know, I pictured, you know, with that story, I really did picture seeing these prisoners really uh, taking part in that. Yeah. Because I, I didn't have any family that, my family was already here in the States, so I didn't have any family that perished in the Holocaust, but I have some, like, distant family that survived it. Um, so I heard a lot of stories about, you know, how they would gather food. And um, so that story was pretty touching though. That that time is becoming so further away now. It's, yeah. I feel like when I was a kid, there was still a lot of people who were able to tell a lot of stories from those experiences. Yeah. And now I'm almost yeah. 40 and it's like going yeah. fast. Uh, my grandfather was in the Navy during yeah. World War II and he passed away last year, so yeah. it's like, and he was in his 90s, so it's like, yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean, all they're all in their 90s who's ever yeah. took part in it, really. The Shatman's in this movie. Yeah. The Hanukkah miracle was the Hanukkah miracle, if you really want to do it properly, is... Um, you ever heard that song, Scatman? I'm a Scatman! Scatman! <laughs> He should do a scat record. <laughs> Has scat music ever been cool? Mm, I've been. I, I don't know. I've, I've asked this question on the show before, and I think the answer is like no. I don't think so. <laughs> scat, not down with scat for this Hanukkah. I'm a scat man. The menorah, the classic menorah we see is vintage Maccabee style. Yeah. I love the yeah. different types of menorahs that we see yeah. throughout here. And you'll see a lot of that also like in um, a lot of Roman art too. They'll use that typical menorah. Yeah, and the, they were talking about how the menorahs in the Middle East mm -hmm. in both Israel and, you know, countries that are because of 
representations of the past, even amongst certain sects of right. Judaism, it's not that cool to like make image pictures of. Yeah, yeah. It's specifically in this part of the world. A lot of people, I think, maybe overgeneralize that reaction. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really like specific sects of Islam and yeah. stuff that does that. This yeah. idea that all of uh, the Muslim world is just going to burn the world if you draw a picture of something. Yeah, is, yeah. That's... I mean, there are some that aren't down, <laughs> and they make themselves known. But we shouldn't assume that they're all like that. Right. No, because when you assume, you know. What yeah. You do, so. Make an ass out of it. Yeah. Right. However that goes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's bench lamps and individual lamps that yeah. line up. Yeah. But the the Middle Eastern ones have am, animal representations. And they're, yeah. They're beautiful. We I we have one of those. We have a few um, in my family. I don't have them. My parents do. But they have ones um, that I grew up with. So they're probably, I mean, they're almost 40 years old or more, probably 50 or 60 years old because they were probably when my parents got married. So. Yeah. The dancer's menorah. Reminded me, I called it the Dave Matthews menorah. Because he's got that logo that's like the fire dancer, yeah. right? Or like, what? what is that? There's like some little Jamaican guy that's like dancing the coot. I don't remember the name of it, but it kind of looks like that too. You know, I've seen a menorah online in pictures. And this, this could lead into night three. Maybe do this every <laughs> night. What do you do on night three? Is it more lockers? More latkes, more... So are you eating latkes eight nights so in a row? So pretty much, like fried food. I mean, I, I guess my family didn't do latkes every night because it's a big hassle to make them. I bet, yeah. <laughs> Messy. Yeah. But we do presents and like my family, one of the awesome things that we did growing up was we'd uh, sing a song after lighting the candles. You sing, it's Maltzor, which is Rock of Ages. And then we'd like dance around the house, like marching so that was a lot of fun oh, that's as kids, cool. and the and the house is dark while you're lighting the candles, so it's all dark, and it just feels like really warm. But I've seen pictures of, and you'd probably want to do this every night in Hanukkah, uh-huh. of like a joint connected to another joint, and they like poking out like the <laughs> wait. The, the Seth candles. Rogen did that. Yeah, Seth Rogen has that joint. Like twenty hogs legs, <laughs> all attached yeah. to each other. Snoop Dogg would definitely be dead. If that doesn't help secularize Hanukkah even more, I don't know what will. Yeah. I mean, there is um, a sect uh, that is really big on that. Hell, my favorite (laughs) sect. The first blessing acknowledges God's energy. The second acknowledges the, the miracles of yesterday and today. Yeah. And then it's all about the children. Yeah. And this is super interesting to me. And this is why we're talking about this guy named Rabbi Leanthal mm-hmm. out of Cincinnati. Who'd have known that Cincinnati. modern... There's a lot of Jews, I guess, that ended up there. Yeah. yeah. Cincinnati, it's got the oldest baseball team is there. It's a city that doesn't get mentioned that much. Yeah. But suddenly it's just there. Right. I, I literally had that experience the first time I went there. I was driving through Louisville, and then suddenly you're just in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah? Which, if you go, you know... Where is that even? I don't even it's, know. <laughs> it's north, slightly northeast of Louisville. Okay. It's not far at all. Okay. And then Dayton's, like, right outside uh, of yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of Dayton. We've all heard of Dayton. <laughs> I've probably heard more about Dayton than I have Cincinnati. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, those I feel like those cities just kind of get, like, lost... Ohioans, they're proud people for some reason. I'm kidding. <laughs> Post-Civil War, Cincinnati, where dreams and chili on uh, noodles 
That's where they that's do chili they, on noodles. Ooh, that's gross. I think it was invented there. I feel like a lot of the food too there no, is something I would never, that. never eat. <laughs> uh, rabbi goes to a church. They said this is one of the, one of the few earliest moments of people doing this. Yeah. A rabbi goes to, I got Catholic, Christian, whatever church, right. and. Um, and then gives a speech and notice that it's around Christmas time and all the kids are like popping off on Christmas and he's like, wait a minute, we could do something for our kids too. Yeah. And we can use something that we've always had yeah. and bring it to the next level. This is what I'm talking about. The secularization. Yeah. And, he, and, he get, and he's doing it for the kids. Yeah. And it's interesting because he has this idea and in like a newsletter he's spreading this idea around and he's encouraging other households to to do this with the old rituals that we know yeah add your thing to it and get back to me on what you how you think this will be celebrated yeah and that amalgamation of a community created the modern aspects of hanukkah that we i didn't know that you know yeah. it's like it's the the american nature of things how it brings out its own version of something yeah. Like, uh, like for Christianity, um, Mormonism is an incredibly American religion. It's based out of Christianity. Right. The nation of Islam is extremely American. Yeah. And it comes out of Islam. But both are controversial to those mainstream religions. True. But this one, I, I just didn't re realize that there was a very Americanized aspect to this. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it, it makes sense because at that time, you know, Jews were trying to assimilate, really, into American culture. I mean, they'd been trying for years, so it was just adding on to the Americanization of Judaism. You know, fun facts, sham facts, we call them, uh, <laughs> that prior to the 20th century, I think maybe it was starting to change after the Civil War, but the majority of American Jewish populations was in Charleston, yeah. South Carolina. yeah. I, I was really surprised to read about that. There's yeah. also um, Confederate in New Orleans too. Shit. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah, I never knew that, but I think I read some book a long time. Yeah, ago. I think that is, that and Savannah are like some of the oldest Jewish communities. Yeah, fascinating. Of course, those are old ass cities too. Yeah, at least for America. And uh, the dreidel. Did you spin some dreidels in your day? Uh, yeah, I can spin them upside down too. Whoa! Yeah, that's you got a special way. Yeah, that's advanced you learn dreidling. how to do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's definitely one big thing, and I've definitely made them out of clay. So. I think I made them. <laughs> I didn't make any dreidels. I don't know what I'm saying. I, maybe I missed why the dreidel. Why the dreidel? I know there's a letterings on it, which is different right. in Israel to here. Like it's one letter different, but why a dreidel? I don't know if they even, they mentioned that. I feel like it was just like a game that might have been adapted. Another yeah. game that was adapted from like, you know, American youth, like a top game. Um, yeah. So like in America, we say Neskadol Hayasham, which is a, a great miracle happened there, meaning in Israel. Mm -hmm. And then there it's saying a great miracle happened here. Oh, interesting. So um, this yeah, is, I'd have to look that up. I, I don't know where that came from. It was the PlayStation of the day. Yeah, yeah. And the graphics are pretty good. <laughs> Gelt, candy coins. I've heard a lot of people, uh, mm. old Jewish friends, actually complain about the candy coins. Yeah, why? Like they're waxy or something. They don't taste that great. Yeah, but I think everyone still eats them. Yeah. Well, it's chocolate. Yeah. I mean, they should make some more like flavors, like dark chocolate. It's just a milk chocolate. I recall these appearing um, sometimes, maybe even around Halloween. Maybe people, yeah. they're just <laughs> passing off their old Gelt from last year. 
<laughs> but the but chocolate coins would kind of somehow pop up in my childhood. Yeah. I feel like I was really surprised down here. Someone like handed me a chocolate coin once and I was like, do you know what this is? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, it used to be Hanukkah and Passover. That's when the good dishes come out, right? Is it just, or at least the, not the food, yeah. but the right. nice well, wear. We're, talk, we're talking yeah. about Lainey Kazan. I mean, for me, yeah. For for my family, it was definitely also like the new year. But yeah, Passover, for sure. I don't know if the good dishes really came out for my family for Hanukkah. Mm. I feel like that was just such a laid back holiday yeah, that yeah. that it didn't. So That's the beauty of Hanukkah. It yeah. It's yeah. chill. I should ask my parents, like when they were kids, you know, how their families did it. Did uh, the China come out? The China definitely came out for Passover. I'm going to go through some uh, Jewish dishes, some traditionally Jewish mm -hmm. dishes, and you give me a yay or nay. Okay. Manischewitz. Uh, nay. No? What is it? I've never it's had It's really it. sweet. It's wine. Oh, really? Yeah. Really sweet table, like table wine. I mean, yeah, you could drink it like and just get drunk, but uh, it's, it's not like anything good. I can't drink it. I've developed an allergy to sulfides. Oh, wow. Okay. We they might at... even make a sulfite-free one. Oh, man. <laughs> when we were at a uh, mutual friend's art opening, uh -huh. I had two big glasses. <laughs> I filled it up. <laughs> I looked ridiculous. But I broke out. And no when way. we went to go eat, uh, I was like covered in... I was wow. itchy. It wasn't that hardcore. And then I yeah. went to a hockey game recently Got these nice seats where there's like a semi-open bar, which uh -huh. is amazing. And then I got this thing called Pred's Punch, right? Okay. And it was delicious. <laughs> and then I broke out hard. So they put some sort of wine in it that it, had sulfates. I kind of have to, for, it wasn't like a suffocating kind of thing. Right. It was just like a, oh my God, a Mitchy and Rashi yeah. kind of reaction. That's crazy. But yeah, this is like a new revelation. Yeah. But I don't drink that much, yeah. you know. Probably I'm, not drinking that much wine anyway. Yeah, I'm not really that a big fan of right, wine. Right, right. But beer so far seems to be okay. But I'm only a social drinker. So. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always around people. <laughs> what happens on night four of Annika? Let's burn through these nights. We I need to... Same thing. <laughs> is there a dunking booth on any of the nights? Yeah, I mean, if you go to uh, the carnivals, maybe they'll have a dunking booth. Nice. They might even, yeah. As There's a, definitely like some kind of cornhole type game and, you know, um, I don't know, any type of thing that you can think of kids make the carnivals, those type of games. Booth. Maybe a bounce house. Well, for night, dunking booth night four, because we need to <laughs> spread this out. Bounce house night five. And of course that Hanukkah, that menorah blunt every night. Every probably. night. I think that would work every night. That would actually be dope that... You have the menorah. It doesn't have to be entirely made of <laughs> marijuana. But it's like a stand and you pull one each night. Yeah. Like a candle. That's a that's a fucking amazing idea. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I guess I think you that wanna, would that would work for me. But maybe replace it with a candle so you can have that like Yeah. Because you're it, it's not like you smoke the candle and it's gone. I've tried. <laughs> People are uh, telling their personal stories, and some people are getting choked up. It's very kind of yeah. sweet. Yeah. William Shatner, in interviews, <laughs> he kind of comes off kind of cold. You know, he was the he's old... distant. Yeah, he, yeah. he's kind of got his own vibe. Yeah. The guy's like 123 years old. He looks amazing. Did you, Also, I, I love the story. One of my favorite William Shatner Star Trek stories mm -hmm. was that everyone in the cast knew that... Um, Dr. Spock? George Takai. Oh. Yeah, was gay. <laughs> oh, not Dr. Spock. Except William Shatner. They just really? never told him. 
I don't know why. I think he was just... He didn't big, pick up on it, though. I think he was just a big ego guy. Yeah. So, like... He seems like a big ego. Yeah. Yeah. And he's all been <laughs> up and down on his own Star Trek legacy over the years. I like Star Trek, but when that that old SNL bit where he's telling everyone to get alive, I actually thought that was really funny. And I like Star Trek. Do you? Yeah. I, I mean, I watch it now and then. I, I probably stayed away from it because my parents were, like, big watchers of star trek oh yeah yeah so it just wasn't cool it just like next, i didn't see next. the like there was a few episodes i remember that i really liked where i don't know if it was cleons or something they end up in these other worlds but like in the spaceship somehow Whoa. and that was really cool to there's me. always cool shit yeah somewhere yeah uh, next generation was big in my yeah. childhood i love the original it's probably still my favorite uh-huh. just because of the set paintings like the background paintings yeah. and stuff it's just remarkable. And like some big ideas going on there. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. They must have smoked that big Minoa yeah, joint. Yeah. They, <laughs> you know, Shat was. <laughs> I'm sure. I bet they were smoking the Minoa joints, but <laughs> he obviously didn't seem to be getting invited to parties. But <laughs> but, he's, but he tells a story about how he, he's making a Christmas album because that's what he does. Right. And, and then he, I don't know why this story was really in there. He's like, and I was going to do dreidel, dreidel. But then I thought better of it. I mean, I should have maybe. Some of these stories were sweet because they were all very simple, small stories. Yeah. And people had, it was emotionally resonating because they were thinking about their own families right, and stuff. Right, their history. But some stories, it's like, you know, when people come up to you and it's like, oh, this is a great story. Yeah. And then the story just climaxes into this t- that moment when you were in the grocery store and your grocery cart almost bumped into someone. <laughs> And that someone had a daughter that was the same name as your daughter. And you were like, it was crazy. Right, right. I feel like it yeah. was that kind of story. Yeah, yeah. But kind of charming in, in that way. Obviously, there's a constant presence of Christmas. Were there things, uh, Christmas itself probably didn't, you didn't really do much for it. But were there things around that time outside of Hanukkah that you did? Well, I mean, I definitely went to friends' houses when they like, decorated their trees sure so yeah i got involved you, you mean dealing with hanukkah yeah. or other and a good things? christmas party can be pretty yeah lit. yeah um i mean everything you know we used to have um the fire truck would come around and santa would be on the back handing out candy canes all the you know jewish kids in our block would go out and get the candy canes sure so what do you think of santa a little creepy I knew that was my friend's dad dressing up, so <laughs> I feel like I was probably one of those kids who would ruin it for like the Christian kids and be like, Santa's not real and the Easter bunny's not either. So When my grandma told me Santa wasn't real, I thought she was lying to me. Like she was trying to keep me from asking for something. Or yeah. something. I don't know. But it's speaking it. about Santa, like Hanukkah Harry. Well, there is one man who has that kind of magic, only he's kind of busy this time of year himself. You mean... That's right. Hanukkah Harry. Wait, he what? He was real. You know about Hanukkah Harry? How, now, is Hanukkah Harry uh, like a secular Sat- edition? Saturday Night Live. Oh. I think it was like John Lovitz or some someone. Oh, that's late 80s. That's yeah. That was, that was pretty good. So, I mean, I guess I always thought as a kid, I'd be like, man, it's okay. We get gifts from Hanukkah Harry and we got a Hanukkah bush. <laughs> On Moisha, on Herschel, on Shlomo, says Hanukkah Harry, eight nights a year. <laughs> Which right. is something a lot of Jews tend to do also is like a Hanukkah book. Oh, so that that bit has kind of carried into yeah. communities a little bit. <laughs> kind of like Festivus from Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. Festivus for the rest of yeah. us. Somehow lives on. <laughs> 
the candles lighting other candles, they point out, gears towards the more spiritual mm-hmm. aspect of it. Representative, uh, it's the the past connecting the present. That's yeah. the thing that circles back to yeah. Hanukkah over and over again. Yeah. It's not as you pointed out. It's not always a somber holiday, but it definitely calls for remembrance of the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about tradition and culture. And then uh, we go back to Hebrew school for a minute. Why does evil exist? How come people and countries can't just get along instead of fighting? Oh, that is, that is a wonderful question. Two good questions, really. And um, I think people have thought about that and struggled with that question for maybe thousands of years. Did you ask this question a lot around Hanukkah? <laughs> Why does evil exist? Was that a comment like night five you talked about? Yeah, evil? I, don't, I don't think I did. I don't think I ever picked up on evil during Hanukkah. <laughs> Well, I think now, night five, we're going to include discussing yeah. evil yeah. On, on Hanukkah. I mean, I think that as Jewish children, we always knew that there was evil because oh, we always oh, knew. So, but I guess Hanukkah was just like, like what they say, you know, families can make of it what they want. Surfing. So. That could be like night seven. Ooh. Um, a nice pickup basketball game. Yeah. Six, night six. Go see the Knicks. That'd it's, be good. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Um... I'd love to go see the Knicks. Uh, what would night eight be? What is one thing you could put in there? The final night. Um, it's got to just be a lit ass party, truly, right? What day? What is the final? What the is final the... night. The final night this year would be. Let's see, the twenty second uh, is the first night. So what's that add up to? Eight nights. Then following Sunday night. Uh, or Monday, Monday. The thirtieth. Yeah. Watch, I guess New Year's parties are popping yeah. off. I mean, we can get some psychedelics and just, you know. That's what I'm talking about. Psychedelics, <laughs> night eight. Which kind of like, you you'll, know, goes hand in hand. You'll see the Maccabees yeah. that night. Yeah, it's a good visit. They, oh, they show some interesting images of Hanukkah in history. Yeah. And some that are like really tragic and foreboding contextually mm-hmm. when you see a, like a woman reading... Um, Hanukkah prayers yeah. in like Germany 1925 right right yeah uh, there's that, a, those got to me yeah Hanukkah yeah. play in 1940s Poland these are great right. great images yeah and but it's pointed out that Hanukkah uh, by whoever I can't remember who all said what mm-hmm. Hanukkah is like the Jewish Thanksgiving almost yeah would you say it's like that uh, yeah yeah I think so I think that it's just like a joyous time for families to get together and mm-hmm. I know um, my family would get together with my New York family. So, and that was the one holiday because my family in New York is more religious um, where they don't drive on Shabbat on mm. Saturdays. So they would come out, be able to come out to us because it wasn't a religious holiday. Yeah. So, like Thanksgiving. That's pretty much our movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing though, like, you know, I got to live in Israel for a long time. And so I saw Hanukkah in Israel, oh, yeah. which is like, Everyone waits for that month of December because all the bakeries do like these crazy, they're called sifganiyot, which are the little fried donuts. Mm-hmm. And say so they do all these different flavors. Oh. And everyone's like, oh, I can't wait for the bakery to, you know. Are they amazing? They're they're really good. I mean, I'm not a huge donut person, but I would get them because they, I mean, okay. So the original one is just like a jelly filled one. Like you can go to Dunkin' Donuts and get that. Okay. But um, the Israeli bakeries, like in Israel started to make like really fancy ones like Ooh. melted chocolate and Boston cream oh, and shit. all this stuff. So 
Um, that's pretty much like a few weeks before Hanukkah in Israel. And then in Israel, like the first night of Hanukkah, like other holidays, everything stops and you just like light the candles. Even if you're at like, like I was getting a cell phone one night. So I was at one of the cell phone stores and they invited me to like light the candles with them. And I was like, okay. Nice. <laughs> Did you go to the discos? Oh yeah. Well, the discos were like really big in like the late nineties, like mm. early two thousands. Like they really weren't going on like oh, in the mid two thousands. I saw a 90 day fiance episode of where a woman uh, was marrying a guy from Israel and there was a <laughs> lot of club shots there. Okay. Well, so there's, you know, different type of people who <laughs> do those things. I was more like going to like the alternative. Oh, sure. Sure. Hangouts. Where the, uh, where uh, Radiohead was playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> those, but let me tell you, 99, those discotecas were really fun. I bet, yeah. I bet. Some crappy vodka. I feel like I'm more open to that kind of music now than I was then. I yeah. was pretty snotty about yeah. it back then. Now I'm just like, whatever. Let's just There's a lot fun. of like, you know, British, Russian sure. dance music. <laughs> oh, I forgot to continue going down the list of Jewish foods. Oh, yeah. Now that you mentioned those. Gefelte fish. Okay, so that that's kind of like, I'm not doing meat or anything or fish anymore. But when my grandma used to make her gefilte fish... It was really good and oh, yeah? sweet. Like I'd eat it. It was just like a mixture of like white fish. So it was like cod and whatever other white fish there was. Yeah, yeah. But it was kind of slimy. But it was like a big meatball, and you'd have this really sweet carrot on top, and then you'd put like horseradish. So I'd try it. Yeah. It. You know what? I'd still eat it if it was put in front of me. You can get it in the international style of some. Grocery you could. You, sh- you should doctor it up though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, matzo. Uh, if you want to be constipated, sure. Oh, is that is that the side effect? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if I need to eat it, I'll eat it. And gelt, did you enjoy the gelt? Yeah, as a kid. I mean, you're just going to eat it yeah. anyway. I mean, I'm not going to eat it now because I like dark chocolate. But. I mean, I, I don't like go out of my way to eat Tootsie Rolls. But right. if you put a pile in front of me, they're going to get consumed. Yeah, yeah. Is there any other specific foods I'm missing here? Um, Blakas are good. Balinces. 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 That's like crepes almost, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Maybe the dough is like a little thicker, but it can be filled with like potato or apple or cheese. Angela has really made good. me once these. They're thin. They just end up being thin like crepes with yeah. uh, plantain flour. Oh, they're really? Su- they're actually kind of a pain in the ass to cook. It takes yeah, yeah. weirdly long for some reason. Yeah. But this super... Th- she hasn't made them in a long time, but they're amazing. I've never tasted anything mm-hmm. like Get that. Get on it, Angela. We just kind of accidentally discovered yeah. something that i don't know maybe they make it in other places but that sounds good plantain um, um blintzes maybe yeah. i haven't heard of that before like the plantain flour yeah uh, oh matzo ball soup yeah yeah that's like the biggest thing oh is that is that good yeah but you'll get constipated yeah but matzo balls are so good yeah yeah i, I want to try it yeah it's just like chicken soup with matzo balls i think we're going to bust out some lockers this year <laughs> I'm going to do zucchini potato latkes. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, that'd be fun. Yeah. With a little like sour cream or... Now, you're uh, married to an old friend of mine. I've mm-hmm. known him like 20 years. Yeah. He's from, You're from the New York area. <laughs> He's from a little place of wonder called Cleveland, Tennessee. <laughs> well, it's like, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when he first moved here, uh, we had to teach him. We had to potty train him. <laughs> I, one time I'm still I, potty training him. <laughs> and you have to be like, that's not chocolate. Get your hands out of the toilet. <laughs> but uh, the one time, I've been to Cleveland, uh, like kind of passing through a few times. Yeah. And I, I'll never forget this. 
I was just outside of it. Uh, uh, car, oh, I'm scared to hear this. And a car pulls up. And it was like, yeah. and I was like, not knowing. And we're from the same state, I should right. point out. But this is like the mountains, which are beautiful out there. Uh-huh. And he was getting frustrated because I just didn't understand what he was saying. And then finally he's like, do you have a lighter? A lighter. <laughs> and it was like, we're from, like I said, we're from the same state. Yeah. I couldn't understand what people were saying. Yeah. I think I'm a little better about it now, but. Yeah, that's. It's a trip. The accents are funny. Yeah, because you don't really have, like, to me, hearing you speak, like, I don't hear a strong Tennessee right. accent. It comes out in word for word. I've been yeah. told that a lot. If I get, like, riled up, like, yeah. I can sound like a redneck. Yeah. If I get angry enough for some yeah. reason. Thankfully, it doesn't happen that much. But <laughs> it can come out. It's If I'm yelling after anything, like, I'm yelling at my dogs to come inside, I will sound pretty country. <laughs> And, uh, but do you, uh, do you do, you have a daughter yeah. with, with my old friend? Yeah. Um, he's, I don't think he's a big believer or anything. No. But, um, do you do Hanukkah tradi- traditions with your kid? I, I do. I, I'm she, sure also our, with your parents yeah. are involved too. So, I mean, our daughter, um, we're raising her Jewish, which, um, you know, there's been some conversations, but sure. because Brad is not a believer any, or kind of wants to separate himself from growing up uh in the church right um but yeah we go over to my parents and actually brad watched the documentary with me and i asked him what he thought and he found it very informative for sure um but uh yeah we light the candles um i get my daughter in on making the latkes she's only two and a half so Mm -hmm. um she has a lot of fun and i think this year will be like the first year that she really like can be like oh I'm kind of like getting this because she also like goes to a Jewish preschool, which actually most of the kids aren't Jewish, but she goes to a Jewish community center. Um, and There's just be- of... being down here in Nashville, it's like she's one of like three Jewish kids yeah, in yeah. the class. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Catholic private schools too, where uh-huh. a lot of the kids aren't like That's Catholic true. or anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like they think there's a better education. But I, I like this preschool because I'm familiar with it and they're just like great educators. And um, so the other day, like I actually had the documentary on and they were singing, you know, the blessings over the candle and I heard her doing that. Oh. So I was like, that is so cute. Oh, that's sweet. Um, so, yeah, so she's, um, I mean, and none of it for my family or for me is religious, but it's about sure. cultural identity and it's about uh tradition and just remembering i think past loved ones and kind of keeping that so cool Uh, that's very interesting to me yeah that's why we need to blow hanukkah up yeah i think so menorah blunts pony rides and i want to have a big locker party i think which the menorah blunt and pony rides can be at in a bounce house i was kind of aroundaboutly hinting that we should have a locker party yeah i think so that you should host yeah (laughs) <laughs> the oil we can make a special oil for the latkes yeah also. and we can maybe bring that other thing we keep bringing up right <laughs> <laughs> that uh the old hogs like menorah we'll call right. it <laughs> but that's it that's that movie yeah and uh usually sharon thank you for doing this no well, thanks for having me you did a wonderful job thank you very informative much like this documentary <laughs> i don't know I want to do, if if the documentaries keeps going and going, mm-hmm. I seem to be committed to doing this with little or no reward. Mm-hmm. But if we do this again next year, we'll have to figure out next year's... Uh, just like for doc. Passover or something like The Last Temptation of Christ or something. Yeah. We'll <laughs> pretend it's a documentary. 
I was thinking about April Fools dropping episodes where, with a mockumentary and talking about it like it's real. Oh, what was that mockumentary? Um, Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. That and there were some others that the guys did from Spinal Tap. Uh, Mighty Wind and um, what was the one about the dogs? Best in Show. Yes, Best in Show. That the was Christopher a good one. Yeah, movies, yeah. yeah. Fun. Yeah. Well, normally we rate documentaries in Herzog's, Werner Herzog's. Yes. Floating heads of Werner Herzog. <laughs> and I usually I give it one through five, and you give it one through five. But I think I'm feeling the spirit of the Hanukkah season. I like I wanna, that. I want to go breezy on it. And we're also going to give this, uh, should it be matzahs or menorahs? What should we rate this in? Uh, let's do it. Let's do it dreidels. Dreidels. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I'm going to give this one through five dreidels. You're going to give it one through five dreidels. We'll combine them for best out of 10 dreidels. And uh, Brian will have to make a little... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to, he'll have to isolate a, a dreidel to put on our ratings list. Okay. What did you think of this film, Hanukkah, a festival of delights? Not delight from that band. <laughs> that was a stupid fucking joke. Uh, festival of delights by David Anton. So five being the the best. Best. Um, I think I think I'm gonna have to say uh, a. Four, uh, because I found it very informative, but um, it would have been nice that there was a little more comedic stuff about it, like especially from the Shatner. I'm a scat man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I, you know, I didn't. But think, it was very informative, and I didn't think about it, but yeah, it, it kind of was very much reverential, but it wasn't overtly serious, right? But it necessarily was lacking in a little, yeah. you know, passive humor. I suppose. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Well, uh, this is this type of documentary is like straightforward educational. It definitely seems like a made by a temple staff and put together. <laughs> I love that little bits with the kids. Like, what is evil like, or yeah. what was up with the Maccabees? Like, that was the like, oh, it's just funny to you. you kind of felt like you're in there, like yeah, you're just yeah. chilling out while these. And I was kids like, are, that could have been me when I was younger. Yeah, like you're in on this rabbi lesson, and. Um, and I love the the perspective of it yeah. too. It, it did make it feel like a like a, a purely educational instructional yes, video, yeah. like something that would be shown in a school. I think actually this is, would be a good documentary for like like a public school to understand yeah. the nature of the holiday. They should probably stuff. start showing it down here. Yeah, so people are a little more familiar. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the originally when it was released in 2018, I think it was I found an Alabama website like oh, touting, really? touting it or something. <laughs> But yeah, just for the pure learning knowledge, I'm going to match you four out of five dreidels. Awesome. Dreidels, dreidels, dreidels. You equal out to eight (laughs) out of ten dreidels. Four, Hanukkah, a festival of delights by David Anton. Thanks, David, for helping us out on this one. And thanks for joining me here. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. If you want to, we don't have, they don't have to be Hanukkah episodes. If you want to do uh, episodes yeah. in the future, we should. I definitely, I definitely got some, you know, documentaries that I'd be interested in. Then so. be careful though, because I make people watch some weird shit. I don't mind weird documentaries. Okay. Well, maybe like I made a kill watch zoo. You probably wouldn't want to go down that yeah, road. Yeah, no. Uh, do some, some art ones or some music ones. Sure. Yeah. Any any music ones are good. I want to get into more like um, music ones for sure. Yeah. I think. Um, Beware of Mr. Baker. Hmm. Oh, the Ginger Baker one. Yeah. Oh yeah, where he's like in a 
enclave in South Africa. He is crazy. <laughs> he was crazy. Sorry. Well, Sharon, thank you again. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. And keep on docking. <laughs> Take care. Happy Hanukkah. So happy that you're in Bubby's house. I'm a scat man. Why does evil exist? How come people in countries can't just get along instead of fighting? On Moisha, on Herschel, on Shlomo, says Hanukkah Harry, eight nights a year. I heard that the meaning of Hanukkah was only a military victory. Is that really what it's all about? Delivering toys for Jewish girls and Jewish boys. We dance the horror around the menorah when Hanukkah Harry is here. Eight crazy nights. <laughs> so happy.